I had name recognition for one. Um, people were starved to come out somewhere. Um, and once they started coming out, they could see how, how it was perfect. That was Tony Karachi, owner of Black Star Pirate Barbecue in Point San Pablo Harbor. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Tony picks up where he left off in part one. It wasn't enough for him to own a popular dance club. From the Cat Club, he moved on to Hunter's Point, where he opened the Pound SF in a former restaurant site. From there, he left nightlife to do wedding planning for a few years before getting back into cooking, this time with barbecue and the Black Star Pig food truck. One of the places he took the truck, which won Best Food Truck in Marin in 2019, was Point San Pablo Harbor. It was around this time that Tony met his partner, Susie Vasco. Quick editorial. My friend Courtney randomly found Black Star Pirate Barbecue. My and Aaron's first visit felt like something out of a dream. Aaron's from the Bay Area, and I've been here 21 years. But neither of us had ever been to this place before. The drive there is a little wacky, but totally worth it. The harbor is quiet and quirky, like all water dwellings should be. And the location is as much of a part of the charm of Black Star Pirate as is the barbecue and Susie's decoration of the place. Here's Tony. And how that came about of, of me uh, stopping the kitchen was in 1998, they, uh, the city came in and said I had the earthquake retrofit. Mm. And so <clears throat> when they said that, they said it was going to take about six months to ret- or no, six weeks to retrofit the inside of the building because it was brick. Mm-hmm. And it took eight months. Mm. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to just tear the kitchen out and build a dance floor up front. And, which I did, and um, build the DJ booth and everything the way it is now, and then I'll have two dance floors. And as soon as I opened back up in 1998 is when we started 1984. Okay, got it. In 98, after after the shutdown. Right. Um, that was like one of our first clubs we did. And, is that, uh, and that must have been when you changed the name, too. Just, uh, yeah, to well, just because club. it wasn't the Cat's Grill anymore. Right. It just became the Cat Club. Okay. Because there was no grill. Yeah. Um. And so um, this is getting very close to my personal story now because I arrived in 2000. Okay, just a little bit down yeah. the road from that. Speaking of 2000, going to the going to 1984 right away. Speaking of 2000, I mean it was it was the um, it was the 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 busiest club in San Francisco. Yeah. on Thursday nights. Yep. I mean I we were that. packed every single Thursday. Yeah, I mean I, if memories, I might have had a hard time getting in sometimes. Yeah, I mean yeah. me and the me and my door guy Gary would uh, take bets on how many people would come through that night. Yeah. And I don't know how, but I was really good at that. Yeah. And I'd always come within like 10 people. Wow. Okay, and, that's talent. And, and, and he'd always have to give me five bucks. <laughs> and he was like pissed all the time. <laughs> Just five bucks. Old man Gary. Hey, old but man wait, Gary, if you're listening to this, hey, brother. <laughs> um, anyways, and spe- like I said, speak of 2000 is when... I decided, well, you know, I'm a live music guy, mm-hmm. and so I want to, I want to open a live music venue. Okay. So I went out to, <laughs> I'm always kind of funny. I I, I went out to uh, um, Hunter's Point mm-hmm. and found this place that was for sale. 
this restaurant. I'm like, this looks like a good place to have a club. <laughs> and so uh, I took over this restaurant. I can't even remember what the name of it was. But anyways, I um, I kind of gutted it and put a um, put a stage in there. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a, an alcohol license, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a kitchen there, mm-hmm. which I had to keep because that way I could have... To go with the license. Right. Or, yeah. and, and I could I could do all ages. Right. Right. <laughs> with a liquor license, <laughs> with a liquor license which is something that's unheard of. Yeah. And because it was so far out, nobody came out there like no nobody came out to check no what we were doing or yeah, anything. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it became debaucherous because for about a year, it was really hard for people to find it. And it was like, oh, my God, it's all the way out here. Oh, my God, we can't go to Hunter's Point. But once they came and once they got there, they started coming back and we would sell out every show. And what was the name of that place? The Pound SF. Yes. The Pound SF. And um, there's a theme there also <laughs> that carries over to this place. Oh, yeah. About. Yes. Hard to find, but once you find it. It's it's oh, yeah. magical. Yeah. And we, I mean, we were debaucherous out there. I mean, so it was, it was so small that I didn't have any dressing rooms. Okay. And it was so in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, how do I fix that? Well... I got a 40-foot container, just put it up against the wall, cut a hole in the wall, cut a hole in the container, and build two rooms on either side. And then I'm like, okay, I got my dressing rooms. Shit, man, I have no offices. (laughs) So I got another 40-foot container, put it on top of it. Oh, my God. And welded it together and put a spiral staircase up the middle and made two offices, one for my managers and one for me. Wow. And then I'm like, you're crafty, Tony. I, well, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I just like, it's like, I'm really good with space. Yeah, and you make shit happen. I Sounds, am. That's a, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Then I didn't have a, I wanted a place to like watch the bands. Mm-hmm. And so there was this little space that was right by where the bands, you know, like right on the side of the stage. So I built this little room with a, 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 a one-way mirror yeah. or one-way okay. and it's and i etched on a pound sf so people would look up and go oh that's cool yeah. ne- little did they know that i was up there with you know five of my friends watching the band having the best view i could see the bar i could watch my bar and i could watch the crowd you could probably do a whole episode about the shit you saw <laughs> oh my goodness but we won't <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna let everyone's imagination um out there. So I mean, and then I did that till like 2010. Okay. And um, did you? So did you run the kitchen there, or? Yeah. Well, okay. I ran the kitchen. Um, so you did I get back into into the, cooking there. I never stopped cooking. Okay, but you did at the cat club. You, you, right. Stop cooking. You know, I mean, briefly. Right. I've I've always had my hand in the cooking. Okay. Because to tell you the truth, that's really what I I know how to do. Okay. It's really what I do. Yeah. All these other things are just things I've done. It's hobbies. Yeah. <clears throat> now, cooking is my passion. Cooking is 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 what I what I do. Okay. So then around uh, 2007, uh, well, I got rid of the cat cup in 2005. I moved on. And um, now. Yeah, it's a tragic story, but anyways, um, I moved on from the cat club, and had to pound. <clears throat> and then around 2007, I opened up Fat City, which was over on 11th and Folsom, which okay. was the old uh, um, 
It was right next door to the Paradise Island Transmission Theater. Right. Yeah. I opened that up, had that for about three years, and then I was done with nightclubs. I was mm -hmm. like, I, I'm out of here. So I didn't do anything for a minute, probably six months or so, and then, um, then I became a wedding planner. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> you know why? Let's it's hear it. just like going in a club. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you book the band, you have to book the, the, the food. You, the music. You just, you're just throwing a party. Yeah. yeah. You're right. just it's throwing just a party. party mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, except there's a bride right. involved. <laughs> I was going to say that you didn't. And what's funny is I had my, my partner was, was Frida, and, um, and she, um, she's awesome. Sacred Weddings, man. I love Frida. She's just magical. What was it called? Uh, uh, sacred Weddings. Secret or Sacred? Sacred, yeah. Sacred. And that, that was Frida's, uh, you know, company and stuff. Okay. And I was, I did all the production for her. Okay. So, you know, that's that's how that happened, right? And um, How long and did you stick with that? Oh, like three or four years. Okay. And, um, and um, it was funny because... Um, like we'd go into a wedding and stuff, and and the bride might be, be being really um, problematic. Prob problematic. Yeah. And Free would go, Tony, can you go deal with her, please? <laughs> and I had to, I was the one that would always deal with the. Bride. You're the bride whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, or the bride's mom, or Ooh. whoever, yeah. whoever it is. It's like I'll be like, oh, come on now, yeah. you know, sort of thing. How do we get from there to Black Star Pig? Okay, so then I moved to Marin in 1995. Okay. I moved to Marin, mm -hmm. and so I I, I I did that, and then um, and so I was living over there, and I and I was living in Lagunitas, mm -hmm. and um, I drive by this place, this video store every day on Sir Francis Drake, and I would always go, man, that would be a perfect spot for a barbecue joint. Mm -hmm. And then it came up for sale, um, for, or for lease actually. And so I inquired it within, and um, so I uh, I took over the lease there, um, but there was no kitchen. Mm -hmm. And uh, not a problem. Well, it wouldn't have been a problem. I mean, actually, I built a kitchen, <laughs> right. and, and 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 was doing things out of there, you know, on the side. Um, until I got, until I got kind of, kind of busted, and then they said, "Well, listen, you can do this, but you, you know, you got to get permits and stuff." Right. And um, can so, we back up just real quickly? Yeah. Where did the barbecue idea, where like where did that come from? Oh, that was just my uh, something that okay, something I like to do, like something I, I've always done. I mean, the main thing was the sauces. Um. I always make my own sauces, okay. uh, all, like my own mayonnaise and mustard and and whatever kind of sauce, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was making barbecue sauces, and I'm like, oh, yeah, meat, barbecue, yumminess. Make something to put the sauce on. Yeah, and in, and, and, yeah. and it was kind of a a, a, com a combination of all the things I've done in my past, hmm. you know, uh, kind of led to barbecue. Okay. Um, Influences and experiences all. Yeah. Yeah, it just made sense. It just yeah, clicked. to me. Yeah, and um, so I got this spot, and while we were waiting for the um, while we were waiting for all the permits and stuff, um, this food truck fell into my lap. Okay. Out of nowhere, I'm like, well, 
here's a good way to to start my brand get it out there get it going right and um and and, and you know get some name recognition mm-hmm. and so um i uh, i was listening to uh david bowie's black star album mm, the last one he did the right? very last one and it was just so amazing because it was he was dying and it was like you know, uh, he, an album he wrote while it was happening, and right. it, it was a self-reflection and this and that. And I was just <clears throat> obsessed with this album. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of names for for my barbecue joint, and I'm like, pig, 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 pig. And then I just one day looked at the Black Star. I'm like, the Black Star Pig. Perfect. The Black Star Pig Co. Perfect. And then it's like, you know, and and it was, and and I wanted to do a a, a bakery. And a smokehouse, and so I'm like, oh, the Black Star, the Black Star Pig, the Black Star Bakehouse and Smokery. There it is. You know, because there, it the was like, too. How, how you, how you, how you, how you come about that is the, you know, Bakehouse and Smokery instead of Bakery and Smokehouse, Bakehouse right. and Smokery, right. and uh, so it all became a thing, and um, and my friend Darren made me a, a cool logo and. My daughter did all my 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 graphics and stuff, and um, and 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 I took this uh, this uh, trailer, this this food truck trailer thing, and started taking it out to farmers markets and and festivals, and and I did that for like uh, well, I did that for like three Couple years. Couple years. Yeah. When did Susie come along? Do we need to and, talk and about that? Sh- and then came Susie. And Susie came into my life, I guess, about a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. And we met, and, and we kind of hit it off. And, and uh, Susie was like a, um, an artist, like magical person who, who does stuff. And, and uh, I, w- I was coming out here. They used to have uh, gigs over at this little club. And so I'd bring my food truck out here mm-hmm. and that's how I became familiar with this place mm, okay and Nabili's was still open and, yeah okay and um so um I always thought this would be a cool place too yeah. right and then um um had you pre had you been out here before not before up in the that city? no yeah no heard of it no point the San road Pablo wasn't Hub. even paved no the pel- oh and that the road wasn't even paved Coming up here with a, a, a barbecue trailer on the back of my truck, and it was just like dirt and potholes, and you'd have to go like like three miles an hour, just you know, and then coming all the way down in here. Yeah. You know, and then and then when you're done, you go, oh shit, I got to go back up. Right. <laughs> and then you have to go back up, and it was like, oh man. And then, but then finally they paved the road, and that made all the difference. But that's how I became familiar with this place. Was bringing the Black Star Pig truck over here. Yeah. Okay. And so then COVID hit. Okay. And everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. The, the food truck got shut down. Everything got shut down. This and you got shut down. the best food truck in Marin County. And I mm. just won best food truck of 2020. Mm. Mm. And, and it just stuff. into thin air because of COVID. It was just nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was really. It, and, um, it doesn't discriminate. No. That's for sure. Um, like, oh, you're doing well? There you go. Boom. And then they decided that they were going to 
start letting things get open, you know, slowly. Over the summer, kind of right, late spring, early summer. Yeah. That was happening, okay. And um, my friend Daryl, who's a harbor master here, called me and said, hey man, you know, they're not doing anything with the restaurant. You should come down and, and make a pitch. And I was like, wow, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so I came down here and I met with Rob and Yayala, who are, uh, who, who own the place, right? And um, they weren't sure what they wanted to do. And then I, they said, well, tell us what you want to do. And I just said, hey, I want to do exactly what I was doing out of my truck, but I want to do it here, times, times 10. Yeah, we met through friends. Well, my best friend, she... Miss Christine. Miss Christine. Christine used to come to the cat club. Okay. Oh, yes, big time. Um, and she knew who he was, and we met through her, and then it was pretty funny. We talked on the phone for a long time, because I lived up in Grass Valley, Nevada City. Oh, yeah. And so we finally were going to go on a date, and he got there, and I had him meet me in the cemetery in the pouring down rain. I'm not quite sure why. Well, because I, there actually is a reason why. He had three dogs. We were going to be, it was raining. I figured the dogs probably wanted to get out of the car and run around a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So we met in the cemetery. He's, <laughs> and he's like, so he gets out of the car. And, 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 and I let the dogs out, you know, and then we're kind of standing he there. He had on leather pants. <laughs> okay, so he, we meet in the cemetery. And I always dress really wild. But he had on leather pants, and I'm like, is, he gets out of the car, and he was, I was so excited to meet him, and I'm just like, is this guy for real? He was so crazy dressed, and he was so excited, and I, but he was just so much energy, and we're in the cemetery in the pouring down rain, and I'm like, it was super funny. And then we went grocery shopping. It was really romantic. It's a great first date. Yeah. <laughs> Starts in the, in the cemetery, like, ends in the grocery store. Why are we here? I'm like, why are we, what are we why doing are we here? here? It's raining, and we're sitting in this, and we're standing it, in this. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, where do you live? And she goes, like, three houses down that way. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> why are we here? Yeah. So then, yeah. And then, and, and I didn't realize that she didn't care for dogs much. Oh. <laughs> well, I just wanted them to get their exercise and go to the bathroom. I was just like, I really thought about it. Yeah. And then, but he also didn't really know that I had five teenagers. Oh, you have <laughs> dogs of your own. <laughs> I only have one child, but all of her friends lived there. And he would go uh. there and he's just like, and they're all hoodlums and skateboarders. And he's all, what the hell? So. Mm-hmm. We were, so we had so we were in this like two bedroom apartment right in Grass Valley with three dogs, two adults, and five teenagers. We haven't ever separated since then. Yeah. Well, well I mean for a few minutes here and there. Then, but you you came down and, and moved down here eventually. Yeah. Well, he um, when he was making this deal here at the restaurant, we were completely together at that point. And right. He um failed to mention it so he drove up to surprise me and I'm cooking dinner saying the stove having no idea he's even coming up all the kids know but he told them okay so he walks through the door and he's like we have a restaurant and a boat let's go and I was like really <laughs> I mean, why would you mention that I, I tend to make deals kind of fast fast and he yeah, doesn't, so. yeah but it was I was like okay so yeah when did you decide or know that like you were going to be in charge of what we see we never right talked there. about it it just it all it happened, just happened. Right. it all just happened we never yeah. really i don't know we just do he always says he does what he does and i do what i do and we just do it yeah and it's good because it separates things and it's like i don't i don't question anything like out outside here you right, know right. I, i'm i'm very busy and you know 
I'm pretty intense in the kitchen, mm -hmm. and, I, and I do my thing and stuff. And but you dig what she brings, right? Oh you, you... well, I saw, yeah, her, the way her house and stuff was decorated and stuff. I'm like, hey, you want to come her. decorate a restaurant? <laughs> you know, like, you know. And, and I'm gonna uh, put you on the spot. Do you like his food? I'm put you on the spot. Oh my god, we we match. I mean, like everything. Yeah. Like we had no. It's amazing. His food. Decor, it looks like the decorations. I mean, and that was never even discussed. Huh. Okay. Could, oh, okay, so when we got here, there was nothing. 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 There was a couple of picnic tables and nothing there. Right. Nothing on the stage. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It wasn't even a stage. It wasn't nothing. This this little boat here was a dilapidated, like, mm -hmm. ugly thing. And, you know. First thing I said was, whoa, look at the stage. Mm -hmm. And so, since then, we've made it a stage. I mean, it was, no, it was nothing like this. Yeah. But it's been super and, fun. Uh, yeah. It's all repurposed. Danny Montana? Danny Montana. That's who was here that day. Yeah. Oh. That I came in ate. Danny Montana. We love Danny Montana. Yeah, he's a great guy. What, a, what a cool dude. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and great and, music. And, and Bill McBeth. Okay. So. Michael Marsh. So. Let's talk about, yeah, the okay. coming together of this. All right. So. Oh, it's been amazing. So we, I, I got this place. And, well, yeah. And, and Susie's like, we came. And she's like, Okay. You know, and, and so we started this thing, and um, one day I'm living in Point Reyes at, at this time, right? And this was like, I don't know, four or five months ago. I'm living out there, right? And I just got the place, right? I'm thinking about what I can do and how I can do it here. And I'm driving down in the middle of nowhere. Literally. And, I mean, seriously, in the middle of nowhere. And I see my friend Bill McBeth in his cool ass orange. 1950 station wagon cool off to the side of the road as I'm driving by and I'm like rrr, rrr. I come back around and I'm like yo William he's like what's going on Tony and I'm like dude I just got this this new spot and I need I need some people to play and Bill just happened to be on the side of the road just hanging out playing guitar like, and he's amazing in the middle of nowhere he's like really Tony I'm like, yeah. He goes, I have to come check it out, man. I'm like, cool, brother. He goes, when's your when's your opening day? And I and I said I told him, and he's like, all right, I have I have some people there, and um, like, cool, man. So cool, cause you needed music. Musicians need places. Oh, and and and, and it's right? so perfect because of all the social distancing, mm -hmm. they can be up on the stage and they're so far away from the the crowd. Mm -hmm. That it just works, and this whole thing. Okay, so I have 16 seats inside. Okay. Counter seats, mm -hmm. and the inside's really cool. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter if this thing's going on or if it's just normal, whatever. Nobody wants to sit inside. Not Nobody here. wants to sit inside. Not Everybody here. wants to sit outside. Right. So it didn't impact me at all right. that I can't use the inside of my restaurant. You know, I mean, and. And all the stables are are, are, are socially distanced, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, it we're completely outdoors. Um, it's it's like it's everybody was like, "Are you serious? You're gonna open a restaurant right now in the middle of all this madness?" People wanted that kind of thing. Yeah. And and I mean, as soon as I opened, it got popular. Yeah. Like and every and other people were like, "How are you gonna get people out there?" I'm like, "I don't know. Just <laughs> put the word out." Just <laughs> told his dad. My, okay, so my dad used to come out here in the 40s. Because right. of work and stuff. It was right. a, and he's like, well, 
Yeah, I know that place. He goes, hey, there's some railroad track go right through there. And it, it goes out to Panol. And, uh, what yeah. the hell are you thinking? What the hell are you doing? You can't, you can't put, open a place there. Nobody's going to come. Yeah, how, they, how are they going to know about it? You know? <clears throat> he's a grumpy old guy. Yeah. Um, but, and, and he's still like, really? I, I, I would call him up and go, hey, Dad, I, I sold out today. And you're like, how the hell did you get anybody there? Like, I don't know, Dad. They're just coming. <laughs> They're just coming. I love it. I think, you know, that <clears throat> I, I had name recognition, mm-hmm. for one. Mm-hmm. Um, people were starved to come out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they started coming out, they could see how, how it was perfect mm-hmm. for our times and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, They'd go get their friends and come back the next day over and over. It was oh, we have amazing. people that come every week. We have people that, I mean, I can tell you stories about the coolness of this place drawing families and odd well, situations. And that, that's I think awesome. we, we were the only non-family here the day we came. Well, that's the other there thing. There was like a party over here, you know, a little kid party. and We're, yeah. we're, we're really oh, kid-friendly, awesome. yeah. and we're really dog-friendly. Dog yeah. And, you know, the I mean, there's all this school. art, and, and, and you can climb on all of it, you know, yeah. and in it, and and be part of it. Yeah. And there's a beach, and it's like, it's like being somewhere else. Do thing. we want to... Um, let people know, and this might be a good, a good way to wrap, maybe, um, what you're doing now. So yeah. now we're shut down again. Like, we're, okay. We're not right. Yeah, so. we are, we are shut down and everything's to go. And, and so we're, we're, we're continual, continuing to, to stay open. Um, but everything is to go mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you just come and, and you can get your, you get your food to go with to go utensils and, you can get beer and wine to go, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. once you get your food, you know, you can take it out anywhere on this property and eat it. You know, it's just, um, yeah. Just not the tables. We have the table service. We, yeah, we, well, we've just stopped stopped table service and right. and things of that sort. So you're on your own kind of. One, you, you, you come in, you order, you pay, you get your food, and then you're on your own. And what are the days of the week and hours? Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from 11 to anywhere between 6 and 7. Sell out. Or sell out, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Do, do can people order ahead or do you want them to order here? Oh, you can order ahead. That's fine. You can, but it's, it's so efficient, and I'm not just saying this. It's so efficient that if you just come out here, order, it's 5 to 7, 10 minutes max to get yeah. your food. And if you order ahead... If it takes you, if you don't know, especially if you don't know where you're going, it can take you 25 you, minutes. I, well, I use, and I usually right. don't make their food until they get here. Yeah, right. he's... Um, so what right. I've done is I've streamlined my menu. Okay. Um, because of this second shutdown. Mm-hmm. So I have taken all my, my, my most popular dishes, my brisket, my pulled pork ribs, mm-hmm. right? And th- those are my meats. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 there's, you don't really get a choice on the menu now. You get what um, you get, don't throw a fit. You get what you get, don't throw a fit. But it's three meats and three sides. Okay. Or a vegetarian, which is four sides. Okay. And um, and it's like it's really efficient. It's real, real fast. And and I'm pretty much doing it all on my own, you know. And she's doing the front of the house all on her own. So, um, unfortunately, we've had to, uh, you know, um, our, our furlough everybody. Furlough everybody. Oh, no. For now. Yeah. Um, and this last weekend was was the the weather wasn't so great. So yeah, I guess we're gonna see this weekend, you know, what's what's happening. If it's right. if it's sunny and stuff, I think it'll be great and fun. But yeah, we're just gonna push through this thing. I was gonna say the plans. Yeah, stick it out. 
bank Just on keep it going. vaccine and people getting their shit together and getting over this. Yeah, and, you know, and then I can practice all this new stuff I'm going to put on my menu. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could always practice that on me, just for the record. <laughs> you know, we have some shrimp and grits and biscuits uh, and gravy and man, some fried chicken. And... It is lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, um, you guys want to say anything else to close? Just, you know what, come, come on out and don't be afraid. You know, wear your mask. For sure, wear your mask. Um but uh, we're, we all, we're all going to get through this thing, and it's going to be a lot of fun, yeah. Coming up here, having a lot of fun up here in the Black Star Power Barbecue now, yeah. That was Tony Karachi. The next episode of Storied San Francisco is, somehow, the final podcast of Season 3. We're bringing back two past guests, Randy Burns and Jesus Baragon to talk about the gay political groups they were part of back in the 1970s. It will be like nothing we've ever done before, and we hope you'll join us for episode 49 next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 140 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, storiedsf.com. While you're there, please check out our store, where in the month of December, we're donating proceeds of all sales to Supply Hope Info, a new nonprofit helping students with distance learning. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find our shows just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts, including most recently, BFF.FM's new podcast network please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback, so if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, wear a mask, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.